Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Monday, and that means we're here for the Wrestling Wrap-Up. It's the 5th of December, 2022, and again, it's Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's news does go, we do have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 things to talk about. A bunch of quick hits as far as those 10 things do go. About half of those are big stories, and then I brought in some small, quick stories for you guys, kind of to even it all out. We're going to talk about Barry Windham suffering a massive heart attack that had to have him taken to the ICU. Everything going on that we've learned over the last couple of days regarding William Regal leaving AEW and going to WWE. Tegan Knox returning last week on SmackDown to WWE. Young Rock possibly having a big WrestleMania tease, and so much more. But again, this is the wrestling wrap-up every Monday, every Friday, roughly 11 a.m. Pacific. We just come and we chat about the latest news in all of professional wrestling. But I want to say thank you if you're watching this video, whether you're watching it live or later. If you are watching live, then thank you for watching youtube.com, no, twitch.tv, forward slash Unlimited. If you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos. You get our graphics packages and so much more. Yep, you heard me. Last week, we gave you our Survivor Series graphics. I'll put up the tutorial for everybody to see. But then if you want to go one step further and go, I like that, but I learn better by breaking things down myself then you can get our graphics packages as far as the Photoshop or the After Effects projects and files and assets, and then just see exactly how I did it that way. Those are only available to Patreon subscribers and YouTube members at the $5 tier. Again, you get the tutorial for free that hopefully teaches you something, but to get the actual, um, what's it called? The actual project files, we can't just give those for free especially or how long I work on them. So it's just extra stuff you guys can get. Also, we got a uh, story up that I'm going to maybe talk about today up on patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited about a big return possibly taking place at the Raw 30th anniversary show. And I do want to say thank you in the chat. Sorry, I got, I got sidetracked because of the comments in the chat. Thank you. Yes. My father did pass away last week. So all the, comments in the chat this is the first podcast i've done since then i did the aew or yeah the dynamite review and about an hour later got the call didn't do a wrap-up on friday didn't do a smackdown review i streamed the Fortnite new season just briefly yesterday on twitch other than that i haven't been on camera so the first time i've been on camera and i do want to say thank you to everybody in the chat their condolences i really appreciate that <clears throat> but we're here to talk about professional wrestling also finally head over to the god dang epic game store head over to the epic game store 
and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Sifu that came out this year that they're going to make a move. If you haven't played Sifu, go get and play Sifu on the Epic Game Store because the people that make John Wick movies are going to now make a Sifu movie. Holy schmackers. Go get Sifu. But if you want something maybe a little bit older, go get Marvel Spider-Man or Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Or go claim the free games. Get bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse. And if you do any of that, use this code right here. PW Unlimited. Use code PW Unlimited at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. It doesn't cost you anything to do. It just takes about 20 seconds to type in P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. And you're supporting us right freaking here. But as far as the news does go, let's pop, pop. First news story we have to talk about today is an unfortunate one. I would say maybe unfortunate yes maybe not as fortunate unfortunate as could be it might be i know maybe that's a bad thing to say but based off what i just went through i could say that <laughs> just saying <clears throat> the news broke this morning that barry windham actually suffered a massive heart attack that led him into the icu Pro wrestling legend barry windham is currently in intensive care after suffering a heart attack the 62-year-old Wyndham suffered a massive heart attack while traveling through the Atlanta airport on Friday night. He's now in ICU after undergoing an emergency procedure. Quote, as a family, we're impatiently waiting to hear that he will be okay. Wyndham's niece, Mika Rotunda, the sister of Bray Wyatt and uh, Bo Dallas, stated, quote, but as of now, the future is uncertain. Mika Rotunda is the daughter of of oh okay so i did not know this i'm wrong here i'm wrong here i'm wrong here i'm wrong here i want to backtrack what i said about who micah is mika mika rotunda is the daughter of wyndham's brother-in-law mike rotunda and the sister okay no no i am right i'm reading this i'm just gonna say i am reading this from frw online they have this story Micah is the daughter of Wyndham's brother-in-law, Mike Rotunda, and is the sister of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Yeah, I didn't know the whole family tree there. I just knew she was their sister. Uh, she actually started a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for Wyndham's medical expenses. Well, trust me, I know medical expenses now. Whew, ah, like six grand just to get my dad situated after passing. But this isn't about me. Mika wrote the following, saying that Barry does not have health insurance. And has been limited with uh, work due to his injuries and su he suffered in his in-ring career. She wrote the following. With a deep sadness, I regret to inform that my uncle, WWE Hall of Famer Barry Windham, suffered a massive heart attack Friday evening. While traveling through the Atlanta airport, his darkest fear became a horrific reality as he went into cardiac arrest. He's currently in the ICU and has undergone an emergency procedure to save his life. As a family, we are patiently waiting to hear that he will be okay. But as of now, the future is uncertain. As is the future for many in this position. As for those we have formerly devoted their as for those who have formerly devoted their lives to their craft, Barry Wyndham has an iron, iconically decorated resume as an American professional wrestler. He traveled all over the world for decades, entertaining people of all ages and his athleticism with his athleticism and undeniable charisma. 
after those countless years of wrestling matches, traveling and entertaining worldwide. He experienced a number of taxing injuries and ended up undergoing multiple surgeries. That led to another health complication. Barry hung up his boots for the last time in the early 2000s. Since then, he has been limited with work due to the medical history as well as left without health insurance. To face these times is one of the great stress and uh, to face these times is one of the great stresses and hardships as we are as as well as one that comes with extensive medical expenses he is taking on. That is overwhelming to say the least. We are politely asking for any in any financial assistance to help cover his medical expenses and bills and see him through this time. So, yeah, hopefully he can get through this. Hopefully he can pull through. We don't know exactly what the emergency procedure was, whether that's like heart surgery or what kind of, because there's multiple heart surgeries. There's different heart surgeries. Maybe he had a blood clot and they had to remove the blood clot. Maybe he needed to get a pacemaker put in, they put in the pacemaker. We don't know exactly what the procedure he undergone he's undergone was but this all did uh stem from a heart attack he did suffer in the atlanta airport friday evening i do want to send my deepest condolences well i'm never certain to say that i want to send well wishes to the wyndham family in the hopes that barry can pull through and the family can be stronger and get through all this and whatnot here in the immediate future Tough one. It's a tough one. Hopefully he pulls through and they don't lose him. As we move on forward, we talk about William Regal. Because boy, there are lots to talk about here. Let's just start off with last week. Let's just start off with two weeks ago, Dave Meltzer. Two weeks ago, Dave Meltzer goes, Yeah, Regal just walking out on dynamite could be more than him just walking out on dynamite. There's talks of him going back to WWE. Meltzer would then go on to state that Regal may have only been under a one-year deal. Then Meltzer came back and said, well, someone now said that he's under a three-year deal. Then Meltzer came back and said, well, uh, Regal may actually be able to get out of his deal or maybe shine to short-term deal. Many people are uncertain on exactly what his deal is. So then when Regal was attacked by MJF this week, Meltzer further stated, oh, he's going to WWE. Something's in the works. He's done with AEW. He's leaving. We then got word on yesterday. Well, we got word that was Saturday. Dave did a show with Garrett and stated, yeah, no, Regal going to WWE is all but done. It's all but a, a, but a, but a thing. PW Insider then stated, quote, Regal is currently finalizing a new deal with WWE and is expected to return to the promotion after the new year in a backstage role. Regal's situation was addressed by Dave Meltzer on Saturday's Wrestling Observer Radio, noting that there should be something on AEW next week to address Regal's departure and him not returning after being put into the stretcher, after being attacked by MJF, and so forth. Then, we got some more news on this. That a backstage issues could have led to Regal wanting to leave the company. Uh, Busted Opens... Busted Open Radio's Justin Labar had suggested that part of the issue was the backstage climate within AEW, going to suggest that, quote, some in the locker room weren't listening to the advice offered by the veteran of the business. Brian Pillman Jr. responded to his 
to this to clarify that there were, quote, several roster members who, quote, spent multiple hours before TV working with Regal and learning from him. And Pillman didn't want the narrative to be that no one was. Former WWE star EC3 even commented on the situation to Sports Kita, stating the following. He's too valuable to be in a developmental system. And I know we can say, oh, he's there mentoring the people in AEW. The thing is, they are, they are not listening. He would also go on to state that he spoke with Regal. Regal has told him that he hasn't really had a good time in AEW and regrets even signing with the company. And the latest of these, you know, people speaking out on behalf of Regal, Claudio Castagnoli even stuck, talked about this to the Dallas Morning News stating, I mean, I guess we have to, we have to wait and see. You know, we're still talking. I think we have to have a little group meeting to figure out what's next or if there is a next. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. Claudio also spoke about Regal's influence on himself personally, stating, quote, I never stopped learning from him. He's the reason I got into WWE in the first place back in 2011. And he was one of the reasons why I really, you know, felt at home when I got to AEW because he was there. I was also the man who ended his career. So I feel like there's that connection there. That's the respect. If you share the ring with somebody, there has to be a connection, especially when it's somebody like William Regal. And I always learn from him. And just the fact to be around him as much as I have been in the last couple of months in AEW and to be around him, not just in the back, but also in front of the camera. It's been emotional. So everything is pointing to William Regal going back to WWE, possibly right after the new year or sometime after the new year. And it's still uncertain exactly what his contract status is slash was slash is going to be with all elite wrestling. I think it was fightful, put a note up on their Patreon at one point stating that his deal may actually be up in December and it's already December. So if that's the case, April, May, June, July, August, December, find signed a five month deal, April, May, June, July, August. Oh, I'd say I did that wrong. <laughs> May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, eight year, eight month deal. Who signs an eight month deal? Now, I don't know if I believe this one, but on, I want to say Friday's Wrestling Observer Radio. I could have the timeline wrong here, but it doesn't matter. Brian Alvarez said this. No, Brian Alvarez said this on a recent Wrestling Observer Live that he had heard. Now, take this with a very incremental piece of pinch of salt. He had heard that Regal had a deal, a clause in his AEW deal, that if Triple H ever took charge of WWE, he was able to just go back, regardless of where he was in his AEW contract. Now, I don't know how much I believe that one, but that's something Brian Alvarez reportedly said on Wrestling Observer Live, I want to say Friday. So if he got that in his deal in April, what the hell? He And I could say he knew something was happening. Nobody knew. Nobody knew in April that by June, July, Vince was going to be gone and Triple H was basically running the company. I mean, Stephanie and Nick are running the business sides, but everything creative and camera-wise and all that, that's Triple H. And even, even business stuff Triple H is still doing. Triple H is still doing business stuff too. So, 
We'll have to wait and see. I don't think anything's going to happen imminently, immediately, like now. But according to that one report from Mike Johnson of PW Insider, he does state that William Regal is likely to uh, sign a deal with WWE. It's being finalized now, but not start with them until after the new year in a backstage role. So then it's like, even if he starts January 1st with WWE, we may not even ever see that on television. And I don't, if it's just a backstage role, then is he going to go back to GM of NXT? Is he going to go back down there? Or are we not going to see Regal on TV till next Survivor Series so he can go, all games, man. When Triple H posted that tweet last weekend and goes, it wouldn't be whatever without whatever, you know, something along the lines of like, it wouldn't be war games without, or whatever. I, I don't remember exactly what he wrote, but he was like, we, we can't start the day without this or something. And it was just a compilation of every time Regal has yelled war games. Holy crap. Cause it, it was, and no offense, but it just wasn't the same when he went, what and guts? It just, it wasn't the same. Cause there's just an inflection he has when he says, war games. He could, he was just like, blood and guts. Like he tried, but it's just war games and Regal saying that. Oh my God. It's one of the most iconic things in professional wrestling in the last 10 to 20 years. I'm going to say it right now Regal yelling war games is one of the most iconic pro wrestling things in this generation, maybe. <laughs> just saying. Just say, at least to me. At least to me. But speaking of people coming back to WWE, last Friday, we actually saw the big return of Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox returned on Friday Night SmackDown after being released, I want to say, in 2021? 2020. When was... Hold on. When was she actually released from WWE? I don't have that on hand. I could find it in 10 seconds, though. Tegan Knox was released by WWE in 2021. Okay, I was right. 2021. She was on the main roster. She was teaming with um, Shotzi for a little while. And then, and I think it was in like November of 21... You've been released. After being moved to Raw in the draft. I remember that. I remember that for certain. But as far as her returning last week on SmackDown, she came out and helped Liv Morgan as Liv Morgan was trying to go three-on-one against all members of Damage Control. But Fightful provided the, uh, uh, provided the following in an update Friday about Tegan Knox's return, stating, quote, Wait, I have the wrong link here. Give me... Two seconds. I have the wrong link here for this. Um, they stated... Da, 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 da. Here we go. Tegan Knox's return was not telegraphed internally. The deal has been done for quite some time. So we have heard, you know, about two months now. Oh, one of the next names Triple H wants to bring back in is Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, Tegan Knox, Tegan Knox. We've heard it for a couple of months, but we haven't... Seen it till now. There was all the rumors of she was having trouble getting her visa. She couldn't work. This and that. And da, da, da. So for this report to say the deal the deal has been done for quite some time, maybe those visa stories and rumors and, and reports were true as far as they were just waiting on her visa. Because when she got released by WWE, she had her 90-day non-compete. But then I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, once the 90-day non-compete wore off and WWE is no longer paying her, the visa expired from WWE. She couldn't work in the States. So then she had to get a new one and this and that. So yeah, that's what I was under the impression. 
everything was going on, but she's back. She's on SmackDown. I think they're going to go the direction of her and Liv challenging Dakota and Io for the women's tag team titles. I think that would be an awesome match. Her and Liv as a team, I think would be great. I think her and Liv as a tag team would be great. I don't know if I want them to beat Damage Control per se. But... I'm just trying to think. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't... I don't... They've done... I'll say this. The women's tag titles have flippity-floppitied a little too much over the last couple of months. So I say... Keep them on damage control for for at least a couple of months. For at least a little tiny itty-bitty bit. So that way, they can finally get some establishment. They need to sit somewhere. It's okay to swap them around for a feud and a storyline. But now that that's over with Alexa and Asuka and damage control and all that. Now that that's seemingly over. Keep the titles on Dakota and EO for a little bit. And then we can go on figure out who's going to be the next women's tag team champions. So, Tegan Knox is back. I'm excited because I've always been a fan of Tegan Knox. I was a fan of Tegan Knox before she was in WWE, next to Newell. And so, whenever she signed with WWE and started appearing in NXT, I was super excited and happy. Because, again, I was a fan. And then she got moved up to the main roster and kind of just flatlined for a while. So, hopefully, under Triple H, she does very well. Because you know Triple H loves him some Tegan Knox. She was supposed to win the Mae Young Classic twice. No. Not twice. She was supposed to go far in the first one and got hurt. Then she was supposed to win the second one and got hurt. That's what I think it was. But Triple H always wanted to push her big in NXT. And then eventually it was just like, you know what? She needs to just be on the main roster. So, very, very cool. Very cool. Moving forward with some more Women's wrestling news. Thunder Rosa has provided a new update regarding her current injuries, which is a good positive update. Former AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa revealed the latest on her recovery in a vlog she posted on Sunday. Rosa says that she's been able to resume lifting weights and participated in a 5K recently, but she's still not able to get back in the ring just yet. Thunder Rosa stated the following. The recovery is going really well. This week, I was just able to do squats with a two-pound dumbbell. I haven't done any lifting. Excuse me. I haven't done any lifting for the past four or five months, so this is huge. Actually, two weeks ago, I was able to do a 5K, which I walked half of it. I just want to say that because I'm not allowed to run. I could jog, but that's pretty much it. So those are big milestones for me. I have not been able to be in the ring yet, so we're working on that. She stated, Rosa has been dealing with a back injury over the last year and revealed in August that she was no longer cleared to compete and had to pull out of her title defense at AEW All Out against Tony Storm. Tony Storm then became, Tony Storm then at All Out won the interim women's championship before losing the title to Jamie Hayter back on November 23rd. And then Tony Khan actually revealed that he spoke to Thunder Rosa and the two sides had agreed for Thunder Rosa to completely drop the women's championship, no longer having an interim belt in AEW. So yeah. Good to hear that she's doing better. Good to hear that she is recovering. And good to hear that she's progressing in her recovery and able to do more. That's so awesome. That is so so awesome to hear that now she's able 
to do the 5K. She's able to do the squat. She's able to do all these different things because she had talked in different things like she didn't know if she was going to be able to recover. That she didn't know how quickly she was going to be able to recover if she could and so forth. So kudos to Thunder Rosa. Now let's just get her back in the ring. But, 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 but I say that. Don't rush it. Don't rush it to the point of, oh, crap, I rushed it. I hurt myself again. And now I further damaged myself and my possibilities of furthering my career's longevity. Because you never want to come back early, re-injure yourself, and have that re-injury completely put you out or something. As we saw five, six years ago with Soraya. She's even said since, maybe I did come back a little too early in 2017. She got hurt again and thought her career was over. So hopefully this doesn't happen. I'm not trying to be all sad, whatever, for Thunder Rosa. But hopefully that doesn't happen to her. And I bet you AEW is just sitting there and Tony Khan just saying, hey, take all the time you need. Take all the time you need. Um, but moving forward, get back on the WWE train here. I don't know if this is real news per se, but I had a lot of people ask me about this over the weekend, ever since last Friday's episode of Young Rock, where, well, a certain championship was spotted on the show in a, I guess you could say, memorabilia wall dedicated to The Rock. And if you remember... Young Rock is supposed to be like 10 years in the future. And so I watched the episode. Didn't think anything of it until this photo started coming up. Because I wasn't paying too much attention to the background. And now all of a sudden I lost the image. Um, but I wasn't paying too much attention to like the background and stuff. But then. Saw this get posted online. Let's pull this up on screen. So this image gets posted online, right? This is that memorabilia wall I'm talking about. They go, Rock, the president says that we need peace or something like that. And they have to go to another country, the Rock and Randall Park, to talk to some president or prime minister. So I don't remember exactly what it was. But this lady is a huge wrestling fan, mostly a fan of the Rock, and has all these different Rock memorabilia. She's got a big old cabinet you can see here wrestling um cabinet a video game wrestlefest so rock randall park play wrestlefest he tells a story about when he was a kid and this and that but look right here why is there a universal blue universal championship on the wall wwe championship or wwf championship the rock held that there's the undisputed wwf championship wwe championship the Rock held that. What is this doing here? What is this doing here? That's the big question. Now fans have been asking since Friday, oh my God, did they just ruin WrestleMania? Oh my God, is this a huge tease for WrestleMania? Is The Rock challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and beating him? And beating him? I don't know. Like I said, this isn't quite news. But so many people have been talking about this. And so many people have asked me what I thought on this. And I'm just going to say that's a very interesting piece to put in there. 
And I wonder two things. Is it done just to get people talking? And did somebody go, huh, let's put this in here and just see what people react, how people react to it? Or did somebody bub up? Did somebody mess up and think that this belt was the 2014 WWE Championship that he he took from CM Punk? That's what I think it could have been. When they were getting belts together for this scene, for this shot, they said we need the, the round belt that he beat Austin for. We need the undisputed title that he beat Kurt Angle for? I remember it was like him, Kurt, Taker fighting over the belt. I don't remember exactly. And then we need the WWE current title that he beat CM Punk for. Current look of belt. So could somebody have thought that that belt, and I'm going to 2014 WWE Championship. Could somebody have thought and I'm going to pull this belt up on the screen as well. Actually, let's just get one with the rock. Does somebody have thought that that was this belt? Right here. Nope. Nope. Why is this not wanting to go? Could somebody have thought that this belt here was this belt here? Easy mistake, I think. Maybe. But that's one thing it could have been. Some could have thought that the blue universal title was actually just the WWF championship. And then maybe they got a picture like this and was told, maybe they got three pictures of the rock with belts. This is, we need this belt, that belt, and that belt. Get them. And when they ordered it, the blue one came in and no one thought the different. So just a thought that maybe that's all it was, but I don't know. A lot of people are like, it's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing next year's WrestleMania. The rock's going to beat Roman Reigns for the title. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, we'll see. Also, no big gold belt. No WCW title. Did he beat Booker for? SummerSlam 2001. Two? When did he beat Booker for that big belt? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, SummerSlam. That'd have been SummerSlam 01. That he and Jericho fought over at... Un it was him and Jericho of Vengeance for the WCW title. And then it was Triple H and Kurt Angle. Or no, not Triple H. It was supposed to be Triple H, but he was out with an injury. And then it was Stone Cold and Kurt for the WWF title. And then Jericho beat Austin. Uh, yeah, The Rock defeated Booker T at SummerSlam 2001 for the WCW Championship at a 15 and a half minute match. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Main event of SummerSlam. Booker T main event at his first SummerSlam. Just say that right now. Booker T. Main event in his first SummerSlam. And I believe that may have been Booker T's first major WWE pay-per-view match. Vince was a big fan of Booker T going in. Like, when they got WCW, Booker was somebody that Vince was like, this, we need to push this guy. We need to push this guy. So, I don't know what that all is. We can show it one more time on the screen for you guys as far as 
This is the photo going around, the shot from Young Rock. There's the uni blue Universal title right there. Who's got the blue Universal title? Well, Roman Reigns. Who's rumored to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year? The Rock. What people think, maybe The Rock becomes Universal Champion. But I also think maybe someone just mixed it up with this belt, and it was supposed to be this belt sitting there on the shelf. As we move forward, speaking of championship belts, seems like Triple H was never a fan of the 24-7 title. According to a new report from Fightful Day State, quote, 24-7 title didn't have or hadn't been featured for quite some time before WWE effectively retired it. Since Triple H's reign took control of WWE, since Triple H's regime took control of WWE, the 24-7 championship wasn't just put on the back burner, it was taken off the stove altogether. The title hadn't changed hands on television at all for the first three months of the new regime, but it had still been used. The title had been used on numerous house shows despite not being on television at all. There have been several title changes, with one spot leading to a referee winning the belt before it was eventually won back by Dana Brooke. A WWE source said that the title, quote, was almost never mentioned in, cre in a creative sense, but allowed for some fun moments for live event shows. The future of the title seemed to be up in the air, and it wasn't something that we heard Triple H ever talk about. Dana Brooke uh, had been competing on WWE main event fairly regularly and wearing the championship to the ring while being announced as the champion. However, she wasn't booked in title defenses on the show, and there were weren't and there weren't been the traditional 24-7 chase elements before losing the title to Nikki Cross, who eventually threw the bell away. So there we go. Triple H was never a fan of the 24-7 championship. Didn't ever really want to use it on TV, and eventually was just like, yeah, uh, let's just get it out of here. Get it out of here. Now, Vince is the one that brought in the 24-7 championship. Vince is no longer there, and Vice is doing a documentary about Vince McMahon. The documentary is set to debut here shortly, as we have now word on when that's going to be. The Vice documentary, Nine Lives of Vince McMahon, now has an air date and time after being moved from his original date of October 18th. We do know that many different wrestling personalities have been interviewed for this documentary, like Wrestling Observers Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, like WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston, Vince Russo, and others. Uh, Brandon Thurston actually spoke to Wrestling Inc. about the documentary, stating, quote, I recorded two hours of an interview with them. I expect about 45 seconds of my face to probably end up in it. My understanding is they're going to include a lot of footage that they've already used in Dark Side of the Ring series. Or in the Dark Side of the Ring series. The new broadcast date for the show is being advertised as Tuesday, December 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern. This means that it will be an hour in the evening's broadcast. Uh, oh, it's going to go up against the second. That's what this report's saying. So this is from uh, WrestleTalk. They write that it will actually go up against the second hour of NXT on that same night. This is in addition to the upcoming Nine Lives of Vince, uh, this Nine Lives of Vincent Grant documentary is also in addition to a multi-part documentary that Netflix is currently working on as well in conjunction with WWE. It's unclear how much input or collaboration WWE had on this Vice documentary. There we go, the Vince documentary is stated to be coming out on December 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you have Vice, I don't 
don't get Vice on YouTube TV, so I got to find other means to watch this. I've been wanting to watch the Territory show. Still can't freaking find it. Still can't freaking find it. So we'll see how that all goes. But it's been reported for like two years that this documentary is in the makings. And I believe that Thurston is going to be in it talking about all the scandal stuff. Because he was one of the ones that kept up with a lot of that and like the financials of the scandal more than almost anybody. So I think that might be where Brandon Thurston's knowledge comes in on this. I mean, maybe he's got past events knowledge as well that I'm not aware of. But I think for his involvement might be just me spitballing, talking about the the money stuff with the hush money. We're moving on. Some more WWE news. Actually, it's more of a Fox story. But if you have DirecTV, there's an update regarding Fox and DirecTV and DirecTV maybe dropping Fox because Fox says they're not paying them enough. Let's just read this from WrestleTalk. Well, actually, no. I got the link from WrestleTalk. But we're reading a Deadline article. Deadline states that Fox Corp and DirecTV have agreed to a multi-year renewal. They state, quote, the new agreement covers FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, Fox Deportes, Fox Soccer Plus, as well as the readmission of local Fox stations across DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, and UVerse. So there you go, guys. If you guys have, well, DirecTV or any of their streaming services, or I guess if it's UVerse, that means that's the AT&T cable packages as well, you're getting Fox back. You're getting Fox back. Deadline stated, quote, the talks coincide with a number of high-profile sporting events being carried by Fox, including NFL and college football, as well as Soccer's World Cup. So there we go. You got DirecTV. You got Fox back. I don't know if Fox was ever pulled, but it was very, very, very heavily, like, teased slash, what's the word I'm looking for? Threatened. Threatened, threatened, threatened. Next story we have here, we got an update as far as the lineup for BOLA. Pro Wrestling Guerrilla's Battle of Los Angeles 2023 has announced so far 12 wrestlers for the tournament. Take a look right here. 12 entrants have now been confirmed for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla's Battle of Los Angeles 2023. The two-day tournament is being held at the Globe Theater in Los Angeles on Saturday, January 7th, and Sunday, January 8th. The entrants in so far are as followed. Michael Aku. Shun Skywalker, Masha Slamovich, Speedball Mike Bailey, Commander Alex Shelley, Jonathan Gresham, Aramis, Titus Alexander, Jordan Grace, Leo Rush, and Black Taurus. Now, Aku and Skywalker are making their PWG debuts in the tournament. Slamovich, Commander Alexander, and Grace who debuted for PWG earlier this year, will be competing in their first BOLA Battle of Los Angeles. This will be Shelly's fourth Battle of Los Angeles. Bailey, uh, Aramis, and Taurus will be competing in the tournament for the third time. Gresham has previously appeared in one Battle of Los Angeles tournament. He was also supposed to be in last year's tournament, but had to pull out due to testing positive for COVID-19. Roosh. will compete in his second BOLA after suffering an injury during last year's tournament that kept him out of action for most of 2022. Or Rush, I mean, Leo Rush, Rush. Not Rush, Rush, Leo Rush. So the winner, of course, will get a shot at the PWG World Championship, which is held by Daniel Garcia. So I think that's cool. 
Very cool. I saw a couple wrestlers online going, man, I wish I was making my debut at Bolo. I wish I was in Bolo like Danny Limelight and a few others. Finally, I just wanted to bring this story up, how the wrestling community came together for Kevin freaking Nash. We'll pull this up on the screen right here. As Kevin Nash first sent out this tweet on December 3rd, stating the following. I never asked for anything, but I'm asking anyone that is willing to subscribe to my podcast, click this. My son passed away six weeks ago, and he wanted to 100K subscribers so he could get a plaque from YouTube. I want to put it next to his urn. Thank you. And immediately... Everyone's like, well, we need to get this happening. We need to get this to happen. 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 Well, we got good news. Pull this up right here. When he first sent this out, the YouTube channel had roughly, what, 68,000 subscribers? Not quite 100,000 to get the plaque? Well, if we go right here, 138 thousand subscribers yes it happened ladies and gentlemen he's getting his plaque for his son that is freaking awesome kevin nash stated this on twitter i can't thank you enough i love you all i know he watched this you made my year not sting so much it will be a part of his life you've brought a beat down man to tears again with all my heart thank you this is awesome to see that the wrestling community rallied around Kevin Nash like this and got this for his son. Got this for T. It's amazing. Because the first tweet he sent out was at 4.53 p.m. Within less than three hours, they got to 100,000. So they got that extra 34, 33 thousand subscribers they needed and then some since then this is amazing i just wanted to bring this story up because it is a great great story of the wrestling community coming and just wrapping their arms around somebody and embracing them and helping them get through something that is extremely extremely hard he wanted to do this for his son he wanted to do this in memory of his son and yeah this is fan freaking tastic i Love this story that he just asked. Hey, my son wanted to get the plaque from YouTube. We've been working on the channel. We're almost there. Can you guys help us? I want to do this for him. And you guys, whether you did or not, I'm saying you guys, we as a wrestling community did. Did it, did it, did it, did it. And I'm not even saying me as in we. I'm just saying the pro wrestling community. With that, guys, that's everything I got for this edition of the wrestling wrap up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Whether you're watching twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited or YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Tonight is Friday Night SmackDown. I will be back live for Friday Night SmackDown. Not sure if Luke's going to be with me. Maybe, possibly, most likely. We'll see. But as far as tonight's SmackDown does go, only two things. Have so far been announced for the show. So let's pull that up right here from WWE's official SmackDown preview. First off, we do know that the undisputed WWE World Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Well, when the New Day defend against the unconventional team of Matt Riddle and Elias. 
Also, we do know that JBL will be hosting a high-stakes invitational poker tournament. These two things are so far the only two things that have been announced for tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. So with that, guys, again, I want to say thank you for joining me here, whether you're watching live, watching later, or listening on podcast services all around the globe. Have a great rest of your Monday. I'll see you back later for Smackdown. No Monday Night Raw. Have a good one, guys.